Good afternoon. It is four minutes past the hour. This is Michael Hart filling in for Greg Davis here on Priority Talk Radio on WXJC. Coming to you live from Birmingham, Alabama. Been on the radio quite a few times in the last several weeks, months, and even years doing a lot of radio interviews. But this is the first time I have been on the air actually hosting a program. So... I hope you'll take it easy on me. In there, making it all happen, as is typically the case, is none other than Jason. How are you, my brother? I'm doing great, sir. It's good to see you and good to have you in with us today. Good to be here. Yeah, it's, it's, hey, it's always great to have you around. Yeah, well, I do come up here pretty frequently to steal coffee and toilet paper. I have noticed that's been missing. Yeah. Uh-huh. At least went after you leave. Mm-hmm. So- <laughs> my secret's out. Yes, it is. Well, you know, it's time to restock. Michael is here. That's exactly that right. that toilet paper and that darn coffee? Well, you know, I, I got to give you know, kudos because when I was here as an active employee at Crawford Broadcasting, uh, the, the powers that be at Crawford saw fit to uh, buy really lousy coffee. And then after I leave, we get the little Keurig pods. And I'm not really, I've got kind of a complex about that. So I'm not really certain what that's all about. But uh, I do come up here to get the... Um, the uniqueness of the uh, individual pod experience. Well, you know, they say that when you go pod, when you go with those little K-cups, that you've just you've hit the new level of, of, of taste and experience. You know, for all the years of doing this, Mr. Crawford never really got on to me about checking what I would say on the air. But I have to do particularly uh, be particularly sensitive to the fact that although I'm a Christian— this is a statedly Christian program, so be careful when you're talking about pods and things of that nature, because things yes. creep into my head, and sometimes my filter turns off. <laughs> oh, where's that mute button? There it is. Well, yeah, where is that mute button? The uh, studio is a, a little foreign to me. do want to thank Greg for asking us to fill in today. He is not on vacation. He is actually down in South Alabama working with uh, the Alcap Ministry. Of course, you guys know that he is uh, very active with that organization and does a lot of great work in the state. We're going to be talking perhaps a bit about that here in a little bit as well. Got a lot to cover today. Also want to thank the good folks at Crawford Broadcasting for allowing me to come up here. We tried this one time before, but uh, at that point in time, I was an active candidate here for the Alabama State House. We'll talk about that here in a moment. I'll go ahead and complete the humiliation while I'm right here in the building. And then a shout out to uh, to my employer, the folks that allowed me to keep the lights on back of the house, the folks over at Ox Foundation Solutions said, yeah, get on up there and talk about what's going on in the world and uh, all the uh, things that are concerning with you and concerning with the homeowners in Alabama. So for those of you that might have issues with waterproofing or foundation issues, check out oxstrong.com. You can even ask for me if you want to. It's oxstrong.com. And, of course, we are live streaming on Priority Talk over at Facebook. So you can go over there and check out my ugly mug. I will have to tell you that I did come straight from the office today. I am a working man. And that's how I actually got started in talk radio, was doing a program with one of their competitors some years ago that would give birth to this radio show. The reason I bring that up, I'm still in my blue-collar garb and didn't have time to do my hair and all that kind of stuff. So everybody just have to kind of forgive me. I think you're going to make it. I mean, the, yeah. the cameras so far are, are doing fine. So Yeah, uh, so not, we're live now. Yeah, not not peaking out to any, like, overheating levels or anything like that. So yeah. I think we're okay. Yeah, we're well, good. Good. <laughs> Real quick little weather note coming in today. 
folks, the weather out there stinks. If you're out in the, uh, the highway and the byways, please slow it down. Wherever you have to be, well, really the place you have to be if you're not heading to, uh, to your church is your home. Let's get there in one piece. Let's slow down and keep everybody safe and sound on the highways this afternoon. There's uh, all the reason in the world to not get down five miles an hour. I mean, people are slip sliding all over the place. We're getting a lot of these flash, uh, flash storms, not flash floods. Let's not confuse that. Flash storms in the region. And so I do want to encourage you to slow down. Something else, and we're going to jump right into this that I want to encourage folks about. And let me kind of digress here for just a moment, tell you a little bit more about my story. After so many years of being in talk radio, I made it pretty clear that I had no intentions whatsoever of running for elected office. For reasons that, well, I guess maybe I had a Jerry Maguire moment and decided some months ago that I would throw my hat into the legislative ring here for the Alabama State House in District 15. This is mostly Hoover and Bessemer. After a, a lot of back and forth, I won't bore you with the details, it turns out that I ended up in House District 49. Now, when I was up for House 50, 50 can't even talk today, District 15, I was looking to go after a seat that was being vacated by the departing Alan Farley. Mr. Farley was going to step down, and I was going to uh, attempt to ascend into that seat, primarily on the basis of strong constitutional gun rights, changes in education, states' rights, and the protection of not only our health care liberty, but historical monuments in the state of Alabama. As the fates would have it, at the last possible moment, and guys, I'm talking four hours of the last day, four hours before qualifying closes, I find out, that I am in District 49, which still comprises a good bit of Shelby County, but also a good bit of Bibb and Chilton. Now, although I do a lot of work in Bibb and Chilton County, I work the whole state, I did not have a lot of connections down that neck of the woods. But, you know, I, I went to the Republican Party, and the hierarchy said, you know, guys, well, they said guy, well, actually they said Mike, you can, you can fall out right now, we'll stroke you a check for your qualification fee. And I looked at the head of the GOP and I said, you know, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to see it through. I all of a sudden went from being a moderate shot to a long shot. And I knew it. I was up against a law enforcement officer out of Shelby County. And I knew that it was going to be an uphill battle for me. I did what I could do. I got some great endorsements. The NRA, the National Association of Gun Rights, the Alabama Republican Assembly, the uh, Alabama Freedom Pack endorsed me. Stand Up for Healthcare endorsed me. The Conservative Party of Alabama, I got endorsed by another political party, endorsed me, but I didn't have a lot of big dollars. I did what I could with it, and I thought I made a respectable showing, but in the end, I did, in fact, lose that election. And again, I wasn't necessarily surprised. Now, you guys that have listened to me for any length of time, you know that my sisters are radical liberals. And my children are center and center left. So although they're but they're all three gun-toting loons, but um, they have some difference of opinion on social issues that, that differ from mine. But I was explaining this to TC after the fact when I got a text message that said, it came from my youngest daughter, and I'm paraphrasing, Dad, I know you're probably disappointed. I'm disappointed for you. But I just want to let you know how proud all three of us are because you did what you said you were going to do. You stuck it out despite the odds. You did what you could do because I know that you wanted to make a change in Alabama. And although we don't see eye to eye on everything and disagree on others, 
I, for one, am extraordinarily proud that you're my dad and that you made the effort. I looked at her and I said, you know something? That right there was worth the effort. That's right right there was worth doing it all again. Now, whether I'll do it all again uh, after my head examination is complete, I'll think about it. But I just want to, before we get into the first break of the day, I want to point out something that the turnout in this particular election, the primary, was abysmal. And I'm, this is my opinion. But then again, you tuned in here. Well, you tuned in for Greg's opinion, but you're getting mine. You're stuck with me. That's just the way it is. The people that should have won either didn't or got forced into a runoff. And I find that to be very disturbing when you consider the fact that according to John Merrill, the Secretary of State, voter turnout was around 23%. Folks, we can't complain about abortion, gay marriages in our churches, gun rights, and so many of the other things that perplex the church, the possibility of having a, a, it won't be a repeal, but an attempt by some groups to kind of COVID-inspire, to keep churches from congregating, speaking from the pulpit, etc. If 23% of people are going to turn out to vote, they got to bear in mind it's not possible all 23% of those were even all Christians, which means the number of Christian voters was even less. Some years ago, Mr. Crawford sat me down in the conference room here, one of the, the few visits that he and I did happen to enjoy together and alone, and said, Michael, one of my biggest concerns about the future of this country, and this statistic, by the way, is several years old, is according to a report that he read, only 51% of evangelical Christians vote. We as Christians have no business complaining about the things that are going on in this nation if we're not going to make the effort. Now, am I disappointed that I lost? Yes, I am. But I'm even more disappointed about some of the people that really should have either had a victory or a much better showing based upon what I know about them and based upon what I know about the money and where it's coming from to support these candidates. What they say in these commercials, which, by the way, I, I, I didn't go dirty. I refused to. I even spoke to my opponent, and I assured him if he wouldn't go low on me, I wouldn't go low on him. And we both honored that decision. Did it benefit me? Most assuredly, it did not. Would I do it again? Most assuredly, I would. But then I read an article today. This did appear in AL.com. Give them some props, although I don't really agree with them a lot of the time. According to John Merrill, the predicted voter turnout for the runoff is expected to be between 10 and 13%. Folks, your vote is your admission to America. Your vote is your admission to Alabama. We do not have the right to complain. And for all of our, our belly aching and our consternation and our that's what's wrong with our society today kind of rhetoric, where is everybody? It cost me an election, but it cost others an election as well. Now, you might be thinking, Hart, you haven't been on the radio in years. We don't need a lecture from you. Well, guess what? You're getting one. Because at the end of the day, I really, in my heart, in, my, in the depths of my heart, my cockles, if you will, I'm convinced that we are in a place in America where this is it. It's stand your ground time. I mean, when you have a constitutional amendment over, over gun rights and the NRA's endorsed candidate can't even pull in that particular race 
I, I'm I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed. But that's not sour grapes for me because I expected to lose. But there's a lot of other people that I expected to win. But I also expected the turnout, especially with the governor's race and such a hotly contested Senate race as well, and one that will be even more hotly contested as we get closer and closer to the runoff. So I implore you, make the time. I'm up and out the door most days at 6.15, 6.30. Sometimes I'm dragging home till 7 o'clock in the evening. Take the time. Your employer cannot prevent you from voting on Election Day. Make the time. Because here we are, staring down stories such as Texas legislator to introduce bill banning children from being dragged into, uh, well, drag events at Pride events. Children. We still have Common Core, although it's been rebranded and renamed. We're still having debates in the last several weeks on the heels of all the, the, the gun incidences, the attacks, the murders. We're still having, we're having greatly heightened conversations about the future of that. What happens if Joe Biden decides to execute an executive order? He said he wouldn't, but then again, he says he wouldn't do stuff all the time and then does it, and vice versa. Everything that we say we hold dear as Christians, and even those that are just moral, for lack of a better term, but perhaps uncommitted, they're in jeopardy. We have in this country today, believe it or not, I really do not care, we have a legitimate movement afoot to quelch and quiet our First Amendment rights of speech and gathering. And if you think I'm kidding, folks, pick up a history book. For dear heaven's sake, pick up a history book. Every despotic government in the history of the world has silenced the media and taken over education and seized weapons. And all three of these things are at place in this nation today. What is our response? You tell me. I know what mine is. I put myself out on a limb the least most of the rest you can do is make the effort to vote it takes five minutes of your time and speaking of five minutes of your time you're listening to priority talk with greg davis my name's michael hart direct all of your hate mail to uh, michael at heart of alabama.com leave greg out of this he's a nice guy he had no idea what i was going to say y'all stick around we're coming right back Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage. Cordarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinanced. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage and President Jim Corey, they create lasting relationships with their clients. Young adults call on Jim for their mortgage needs because their parents enjoyed an excellent mortgage experience maybe years ago. Put Fox Mortgage to work for you. Call Jim and his team at 
6868. They're quick as a fox. Call them at 205-661-6868. Hey, this is Jason Crabb, and you're listening to Priority Talk right here with my friend Greg Davis. Hey, welcome back. About 25 minutes past the hour, you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. Obviously, I'm not him. I am the uh, long-deposed Michael Hart hanging out. I was passing in the neighborhood and came in the building to see if I couldn't lift some coffee. And, uh, well, they're out. So Jason grabbed me and said, uh, hey, can you get in here and uh, like do me a solid and talk for two hours? There you go. Yeah, so I want to... Thank Greg and thank Crawford and thank Ox Foundations for letting me off. Of course, to probably get back in my office will be gone tomorrow. But either way, that's just the uh, you know way things are sometimes. But uh, no, seriously, I want to thank everybody that allowed this to happen, and especially you guys for tuning in. Got a lot of other stuff to talk about. One thing I am jazzed about because I don't want to be too heavy. I, you know, luckily for me, I, I got my rant out of the way early. And that way I can move on to some maybe other lighter things for a little bit. My rant, of course, being voter turnout, which is anticipated to be uh, as low as 10% for the uh, the runoff. And, folks, I mean, just real quick, don't be surprised the leadership you get either. If we're, if 10%, because think about this for one second. If if the, the runoffs on the Republican side is 10%, 10% of the people are choosing the leaders for this state. Is that not kind of like what we're concerned about with Democrats doing with much of the country? This is kind of scary. It is scary. It's very scary. And when people are voting on things or voting for people that... See, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm one of those kind of people, if I go down the ballot and I see, for example, a judge's race, and I'm like, I've never heard of these two folks. I skip it. I'm just, I'm crazy that way. Yeah. I mean, I you know, a lot of people go, well, but I'm not going to vote for somebody if I don't know what they're judicial policies are yeah i'm the same way i just if i if not if i have not researched that candidate and i don't know anything about them i'm sorry even if it's just them yeah and there's no opposition whatsoever i'm sorry i'm not well i got a lot more i want to talk about today obviously but i do want to encourage people to take just take the time and find out where people's money's coming from my money all came with the exception of one pack whose ideas aligned with mine all of my money came from private donors and it wasn't a lot. I, you know, I didn't spend a lot at all. And, you know, because you have to disclose. I'll tell you right now, I spent about 9500 bucks. You know, that's that's nothing. I mean, well, actually, you know, I wouldn't do a drop it. in the bucket. Yeah, well, by comparison, $10,000 to run for a state house seat in Alabama. I don't know what my opponent spent. But when you start to add all that stuff together and you begin to realize how unbelievably expensive it is in this state. And it just it it's just mind numbing to me that people don't pay enough attention to elect people. You get into I believe it was um, it was it the book of Luke. I've been really tearing my Bible up a lot lately. The talks about render unto Caesar. Yeah. But you know, the book's also very clear about well Caesar and where Caesar's positions are. And so it's it's a concern to me that you have too many people in this country or so many people in the state even. That just seemed to be so, well, it's fixed, it's rigged, the die is cast, the man's going to win, whatever the case may be. 
And that might be the case, but it does not excuse you from your responsibility to make the effort. Birmingham Stallions, undefeated. Have you been out to a game yet? I have not yet. Uh, I've not yet. True political fashion, I've not yet. Well, you're not going to see one here because they done moved on for the playoffs, but 8-0, and and wow. by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. But the resurrected league finishing up things. Birmingham has won the Southern Division. Congratulations to them. I've only made one game. I made the inaugural. Had a blast. Wonderful time. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more. Some other Alabama news, some very concerning news about some things going on within the church, the Southern Baptist Convention specifically. We'll get into that as well. You listen to Priority Talk with Greg Davis, Michael Hart filling in for the hardworking Greg Davis, who is down in South Alabama, but he'll be back tomorrow. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like. My life be like. Hey, welcome back. About 33 minutes past the hour. Michael Hart filling in for Greg Davis. Greg is working down in South Alabama today with the Alcap Ministry. I want to thank him and the good folks here at Crawford Broadcasting for allowing me to come by. My employer, Ox Foundation Solutions, giving me the afternoon off to come up here and hang out with you guys as well. Just goes to show their commitment to the community and, of course, here at Crawford Broadcasting and the wonderful things this entire organization does for the respective communities that they're actually in. So you're very, very, very blessed, and I've always and uh, appreciated uh, Don Crawford's commitment to uh, not only God and country, but the community that this radio station and all the great radio stations here at Crawford Broadcasting serves throughout the entire region. Phones at 205-941-1011. Do I have a caller on the line? Because it's been so long since I've answered a phone, particularly one that has buttons on it. But um, nonetheless, give us a call. Let us know whatever's on your mind. I'm very fond of saying, you know, the more you call, the less I work. And that is certainly true here today. There's so much to talk about what is going on in the world around us today. So give us a call, 941-1011. And I'm going to venture a guess. Is it the left-hand side or the right-hand side? Well, voice from above. Look, folks, this is live radio. You know, there's not a thing I can do about it. I'm not even, I'm not even dressed for the occasion. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, my wife. I'm good. Good to hear you back on 101. I used to be a call of yours two years ago when you were on 101. Well, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, I. Uh, it was kind of spur of the moment. We uh, got the call, I guess it was late last night, early this morning, and said, yeah, we're going up there and hang out with you guys for a while. So how you been? I've been well on yourself. Oh, just hanging in here, just trying to make a living, getting a few extra hours every once in a while to feed my chickens and get them a boat every once in a while, which has been rare these days, and uh, just living a dream. How are you, brother? 
Hey, the uh, reason I call is once it gets all the new story. I read this on The Blade and on Todd Starn that the Biden administration is going to withhold federal funding to public schools that doesn't sign on to his transgender policy. Yeah, it's related to access to the bathrooms. And, Correct. And also, you know... There was something under the Obama administration after Obama had won the first time where counties that went against Obama in the first election were suddenly beginning to get less and less and less federal funding for their various projects. So, yeah, Biden has definitely come out and stated that. The funny thing is, Obama never really did. We found out about it, but Biden's made a big deal of it, although, you know, almost as though it's a threat against these regions and, and these areas. And I just can't help but think, Michael, that eventually, as things continue to disappear off the store shelves, and we continue to see crime spiking across the land and baby formula that can't be found and inflation off the charts and the stock market in the tank, people, there's got to be a point of critical mass. But on top of that, you've also got to bear in mind that he is doing everything in his power to marshal his base because they are going unless something is really really radical happens between now and then the democrats are going to get obliterated in the midterms yeah absolutely uh they, they are going blitzkrieg on all these uh their crazy ideas i was disappointed i called my local my congressman's office robert Adderhope, and asked them about the uh withholding funding because of the transgender and they acted like they didn't know anything about it. Same with uh, Tobel and Shelby's office. They acted like they hadn't heard anything about that. I asked them to oppose it if it was true. Well, good for you for making the effort. Unfortunately, what happens too many times, Michael, is a lot of these folks in D.C., and it's common, it's very common, they don't spend the time listening to talk radio or reading the news. I'm not going to say all of them are in the dark, but they get most of their intel from their staffers and if the staffers aren't interested the staffers don't pass it along if the staffers aren't up to speed but at the end of the day i think it's very important to realize that all because you get elected to office you don't all of a sudden have this cathartic moment where voila you become instantaneously intelligent and certainly not intelligent on all the issues and one thing that i did learn you know after all the years of being in talk radio you learn a lot about politics, but I did not know what I did not know until I ran for office. And I think that, first off, I think every American young man would have to serve in the armed forces. But I also begin to think that everybody in America, I used to say, should at least work the polls one time. I'm starting to think everybody in America should at least run for office one time because it is seedy, nasty, despicable, moldy, stinky kind of business. And the reality of it is there are a lot of people in positions of power that don't have a clue what they're doing, what their job entails. That's why they run these radicals, these radicals, these articles all the time and these commercials. You know, who cares if the coroner carries a gun? You know, who cares if the state auditor goes hunting? I mean, you know, the Public Service Commission, you know, I have a higher caliber weapon than my opponent. Hey, congratulations. And so you have a lot of people out there that are just, they're so swayed by the negativity and the pandering and the slogans that when they get elected, people like you, Michael, discover, you ask them a question and they just shrug their shoulders.
Yes. Yeah, it's disappointing. I wish they were uh, better informed and had better sources for what's going on. Yeah, well, that would require a thing called reading. And they might read briefings. They might read some of the portions of the bills and the laws, but they just simply get briefed by their staffs because some of these things are tomes. You know, we've got bills out there that uh, are going to go to committee that are longer than Tolstoy's War and Peace. You don't really think these people are reading this stuff, do you? Absolutely not. My brother. What does he say about the health care law? You got to pass it to find out what's in it. That's exactly right. And then we passed it and we still don't know what's in it. Oh, by the way, uh, according to uh, the Biden administration, if you do have quote unquote Obamacare, and a lot of folks obviously do, you might expect as much as 53% increase in your premiums this year. So y'all have fun with that. Yeah, have fun with that. Michael, it's good talking to you. Thank you, my brother. Thanks for the call. You're welcome. When I was running, I would say very frequently that I would look at, you know, at the audience, at you, Jason, and say, in full disclosure, folks, I just want you to know that uh, I am a Christian. I'm a conservative. Uh, I own several weapons. I once stood next to a split rail fence. I, I dated a last girl. The girl's name was Farmer. I own a pontoon boat and some chickens. And that's absolutely no basis to elect anybody on. And, you know, and again, we do have people running right now in Alabama for some of the down ticket races. I mean, how many? I I almost think for those of you that are compelled to imbibe occasionally, make a drinking game out of how many political commercials show a gun. Seriously, think about the emotional... The emotional heartstrings they tug at. You know, we hear about candidates hiring political consultants. They don't hire consultants. They hire marketers. That's all it is. To tug at your heartstrings. To tug at your amendments. To tug at your fears. Like Al Gore used to scream about George Bush. He preyed upon our fears. And unfortunately, that's what a lot of it is. And it's also a turnoff to the voters. Which, if you think about it for a second, when they do this stuff... It's getting the desired result because a low turnout almost always benefits the incumbent in any race. How in the world, with all the competition, whether you're talking about a, a Lou Burdett or a Lindy Blanchard or Tim James, bless his heart, how in the world, stop it in the, I can see you. Jeez, producers. How in the world... Does she not end up going into a... That's it. I'm leaving. Next up on our show, later and and for now, we're going to do a little bit of the Muppet Show <laughs> theme opener. Here we go. No, I'm kidding. Pardon me. And how, take two. How does Ivy not end up in a runoff? That's all I want to know. I traveled all over central Alabama, or at least the counties I was in, which was three of them. I didn't catch a hair of her. I did not smell... A single old gray doily or, you know that smell that grandma's house? Did I say that out loud? Yes, you did. Okay, great. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think most, you know, they, they don't mean to do it, but, you know, the mothballs, it was, it was a kind of a, it was a thing yeah, for a while. Yeah. Which, these, wait, I wonder, on Goat Hill, you know, the governor's mansion, is the sofa covered in plastic? I got to wonder about that. I, I I never was and allowed. Is in there, there with a, a jar with the stale mints in it? Well, of course. 
They, they've only been like there for like what, 15, 16 years at best? Yeah. All pastel colored. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and you pull one out, the whole thing comes because they've been sitting there molding exactly. together for. Yeah, exactly. They're stuck together, and they, you could probably uh, you could probably break a window with it. Mm. At least. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Keep in case of use of uh, of fleeing from a from a wrecked vehicle if you have to break the window to get out. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I walked in on my grandmother's teeth in a jar. But either way. <laughs> I've, I've got, I'm sorry. I've got years of pent up frustration. But seriously, when you, when you look at the issues of the day, and the people that are out there, I met all these candidates. Because I'm gonna tell you right now that that there was some there were some people that were in some of the down races, Secretary of State, uh, et cetera, that had abysmal showings that should have been competitive. Oh, I'll give you a little example of Please what do. I'm seeing on, on, on social media here. So, all these past weeks leading up to the primary, I see nothing but people complaining about Gosh, the gas is going up. The food's going oh, up. Please Everything's do it. going up. Thank you for saying that. You finish it. I know but where you're going. But here's the thing. Now, this is where it's going to take an odd turn. I would post about that and tell folks, if you don't get out and vote, you can expect things are only going to get worse. They are not going to take away the gas tax. They're not going to pull, pull away the, 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 um, the uh, food tax. Montgomery has sealed itself in its convenient little loops of red tape where they're protected pretty much if, once they get into office. But the thing is, just yesterday, I decided to raise a few questions about the Garth Brooks thing. I got attacked like you would not believe just for Garth asking. Brooks. Just for asking. And, and it wasn't anything against personal against Garth Brooks. I think he's a great entertainer. But at the same time, I was asking, why are you so many people acting like this is like the, the moment that you should jump up and get a selfie? You know, and I'm like, what's, yeah, they're fans. You know, fans do what they do. I'm used to years of working behind the scenes, and I see how fans can. Well, but you're foolish you sometimes know. it shows, but I'm looking at and, and the whole thing is is that they're more worried about still being trapped in the, or, or uh, trapped in their own little world with their faces and their phones, and they don't. When, when the primary ended, nobody on social media, at least in my group, reacted at all. No, 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 you're completely right, and and, and that begs the question to me to finish off on that thought, the build off of it. How in the world do you have so many people? I paid $4.74 for gas about a week ago. Now, this is a small little country store out of the way. Okay, I get it. But I paid $4.74 for a gallon of gas. And that's about all I got, by the way. But um, how in the world do we have people screaming about gas prices? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. We can't afford it. We're starving. We can't afford to buy the baby formula that's not on the shelves. We're going to all you know, starve. To the We're going to have to eat the toilet paper we couldn't find last year. Because I can't put gas in the car. But then, in what amounts to a landslide, because if you think about it, 55% compared to Lindsey Blanchard's 19 or Tim James' 17, you know, the spread there, if they, all of them combined, all those other candidates combined, only got 45%. So, for all intents and purposes, the, the, the governor that is responsible for the gas tax at 28, was it 28, 29 extra cents a gallon? At least. Wins in a landslide. Yeah. And then on top of that, the news comes out today or yesterday, which... Take this for whatever it's worth. I know we're on time. Lindy Blanchard's leading the Senate race, and she's partially responsible for it as well. Yep. And the worst part about it, and I can say this from experience, is to working in the news market here, TV news market, for almost 30 years, 
all of these TV stations, at least in the Birmingham market, and I know in, in Montgomery as well, and partially in, in, in Huntsville, will not go against a politician. They are afraid to ever hard, give, throw them any hardball ball questions. They protect them, and they will put out fluff pieces to make the things seem like everything is fine and dandy. But the problem is, is when you've got a media that's that compliant with a government group, it's, you're, they're not doing us any favors by, by lying to us. You just hit on something that I really want to elaborate on on the other side because you're spot on on something that's very important. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. I ain't him. I'm Michael Hart, or what's left of him. The a- I turned 61 this past week. Happy birthday. Well, that was last week. Well, but happy belated birthday. I, I wished you that on Facebook. I got, anyway. I got more belated birthday comments on Facebook. These are all the guilt birthday wishes. You know something? Keep your guilt bur- Never mind. We'll I'm right- sorry I forgot the donuts. <laughs> This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing, 205-369-9630. Yeah, yeah. Hello, this is Floyd Larson. And you're listening to Priority Talk. Yeah. Oh, it's good, yeah. yeah. Hey, welcome back. About uh, 51 minutes past the hour. This is Michael Hart filling in for Greg Davis. He's down in uh, South Alabama working with the Alcat Ministries. He'll be back with you tomorrow. But a big thank you to uh, Greg for inviting me to come on this afternoon. also want to thank uh, the good folks at Ox Foundation Solutions. With all this rain, folks, you might have some water in your house. Foundation issues. If you got some concerns, you can even call and ask for me if you want to. 205-690-7272, all the way up to Huntsville. They cover the entire state of Alabama. 205-690-7272. They said, yeah, get on up there. Talk about what's going on. We'll cut you, uh, cut you free a little early today, so thank you to them. Thank you to Jason. Thank you to Don Crawford. Uh, if he happens to know that I'm here, he might not know, and that might be the end of that. I but just got a uh, text from, from Greg just here a few moments ago. He's, he wanted to remind me to tell you, or I can just say it now, tomorrow on the show, when Greg gets back, we're going to have Rick Bro- uh, Boyer, who's going to be, and he's the author of the book, God, Caesar, and Idols. So if you're interested in that, or if you're not interested, you still better tune in because we know where you live, and we know what to send over there to bug you until you turn us on and listen to us. Okay, so what did he say again? I'm writing it down. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, tomorrow our guest with Greg is going to be Rick Boyer. He is. He's going to be. We're going to be talking about his book, God, Caesar, and Idols. So that's going to be a quite interesting little, uh, little spiritual discussion there. 
Okay, hold on. I'm writing this down. Okay, you better coming up on tomorrow's program with Greg Davis. Rick Boyer will be here. He's the author of God, Caesar, and Idols. So y'all make sure you tune in. What you told me to do it, and that was perfect. First, first take. You know, I never had to retake anything I cut up here. You, you should have had to. You're just you're, you're spot on with it every no, time. I just you don't got care. That natural gift. No, I just don't care. I'm like, you don't like that? I'm leaving. I love it. Yeah, that's the way it, you know. That's the way it should be. All these these egomaniacs in the in the in the industry and everything's got to be perfection. That's one of the cool things about getting old. You're like, hey, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Get out of here. Get lost. I cut in line in front of you. We're gonna do about it. Yeah, ego left me a long time ago. That's exactly I mean, right. <laughs> well, I told somebody they asked me uh, about uh, getting up to if I if I got to Montgomery. If you ever got to Montgomery, do you think I'll ever change? I said, buddy, let me tell you something. I got 15 years of talk radio under my belt. I don't need the ego stroke. Matter of fact, what I really want, this is so true. When you get to be old, you know, you turn to that guy that's uh, get off my grass. I really am that person now. I mean, I tell the dog to get off the grass. I mean, you just get to the point where you just don't want, and that, and I honestly believe that was one of the biggest assets that I brought. Because I just didn't care, care what people thought. Somebody tell those rabbits I'm going to charge them if they stay on my lawn. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And speaking of egos, and this is a terrible segue. You're talking about me again. No, I'm talking about access. This is true. It was, and it was something. Now, I'm going to admit I did this for years, and I'm not proud of it, but I did it. When I became a talk radio host, I was so unbelievably overwhelmed because, folks, and, and, and Jason will bear this out, Greg will bear it out, it's it's cool. You're, there's all, you can walk in here any given day and you might bump into Amy Grant. Who knows? One day I walked in here and John Travolta's in the building. I mean, it's a cool place to be. Jason's probably had more of these experiences than I have. And it's humbling at the same time. And you get a little addicted to it. And then you start interviewing these highbrow politicians and movers and shakers and all this other kind of stuff. And as you do that, over time, you get a little gnarly, but in the early days in particular, you want to protect what? Your assets. Yep. Access, pardon me. And the point is, is that you have people out there that do, they don't want to do the hardball questions because if somebody like Kay Ivey gets reelected or whoever, you don't want her coming back and saying, well, that Michael Hart or that Greg Davis, he was hard on me, so I'm not going to grant them an interview. And all of a sudden, they're down the street at XYZ radio station granting that interview because they did the kissy thing. There's just every news director in this town, in the Birmingham news market, I'm not kidding. We're, I think there's still an 83 market where, where all that's concerned. Every one of them are scared to death to lose the connections they have with Absolutely. Montgomery. Absolutely. Everyone, they will not go against a politician in Montgomery. Absolutely not. They don't, they don't have the, the temerity, the, mm-hmm. the um, fortitude. I you don't know go what, any further than that. You know what Mr. Crawford said to me one time? We're in a meeting, and I wasn't alone. It was three or four of us, and there were three or four hosts. And he looked at us and said, you know, guys, I am very disappointed in this entire team. Now, you got to bear in mind, Don Crawford's one of those kind of guys, he doesn't say extra words. He'd be terrible on the radio because he makes a point, boom. You've heard the expression, brevity is a sign of genius. Crawford gets in, he gets out, point made, question answered, don't ask it again. The sovereignty is right there, and then boom, it's done. It's done, and you don't question it. Nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I love the man. Matter of fact, you should see the letter he wrote me when I left and the letter he wrote me when he left me when I ran for office. He's like, Michael, you're a great radio host. Love having you here. Get out of my building. But, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But 
he said something uh, three or four of us four or five years ago. I'm very disappointed in you guys as a team because you've never gotten me sued. You think about that. And he was serious. And what he was saying in that moment was, I want you to go after folks if you feel the need to go after folks. I'll cover you and take the heat. So I love the guy so much. But you're absolutely right. People are so afraid of access, which, you know, we started this program talking about the voters. Folks, think about the issues. And I'm serious. I know we've been kind of getting snarky here and cutting up a little bit at the same time. These pressing issues. Greg is off today down in South Alabama working his, his, his backside off to help advance Christian ideologies and to protect the Gospels and the ability to be able to, to preach in our schools and speak from the town hall and, and have prayer in school and all the things that all we, all we do is talk about. But we need help, guys. We need your help. If you go to church on Sunday and you learn something which is revealing or, or, or just impacts your faith or whatever, and you leave it in the church, you've done the gospel, the preacher, and the Lord a disservice. Your, your participation is required. How are we dealing with abortion and the gay issues and the bathrooms and the transgender issues and all the things when over 50, sometimes as much as 68% of Americans profess to be Christians? How is that mathematically possible? And you think about this, too. Everyone who is doing the same work that Greg is doing, it's almost like you're being told, here's a spoon, here's a mountain of gravel. We need you to move it in the next 30 seconds a mile down the road. It feels that impossible sometimes. It just really does. You know what? 10% of people are going to turn out to vote in this upcoming election. 23% voted the last one. What percentage of Christmas trees do you think you're going to see in windows beginning Thanksgiving night? Just saying. You listen to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. We come back to the other side. A kinder, gentler Michael Hart's going to be doing the next hour. Oh, who am I fooling? Not a chance. Is this someone wearing the pastel colors and the uh, scented candles? Well, I... Tied my boots extra tight on the way up here just to make sure I'd be angry. Welcome back. About seven minutes past the hour. This is Michael Hart filling in for Greg Davis. Greg is not on vacation. He's down in South Alabama working with Al Cap Ministries. So a big thank you to uh, to Greg for allowing us to come up here and hang out with you for a little bit. And uh, well, to Jason for making it possible and for Carl for broadcasting as well. Glad to be here with you. Yeah, nice to be here. Nice to be here. Look at the story right now. And... A lot of folks are making comparisons between this administration and that of Jimmy Carter. And an article that came out just a little while ago, and it has to do with the poor morale in the White House. The Biden White House reportedly worried that parallels to uh, former President Jimmy Carter's presidency are going to stick as gas prices and inflation continue to increase and the president's approval rating hits uh, even even more lows. I'm going to point out something, folks. From a historical perspective, and many of y'all know that I'm an amateur historian, 
and history matters, and there is a lot of history in the past. People talk about how bad it is in this country today. Biden, where he currently is, and the economic conditions in this country are nowhere close to where they were with Jimmy Carter. Right now, mortgage rates, you can still find them in the very high twos. Most of the time, you're looking, however, in the three, four, four and a half range. And I was having this conversation with one of my daughters some weeks ago. If you think it can't get worse, under Carter, we saw more. People think I'm lying about this, that we're not alive when it occurred. Mortgage rates as high as 17%. 17% mortgages. Which, by the way, that's what gave birth to the big mortgage boom in the 1980s and leading into the 90s was all those people doing refis. Under Carter, we saw gas lines. Today, yeah, you might have to go in and you got uh, long lines at the pump. Back then, you might have waited three and four hours. Maybe you had to fill up on odd and even days, depending on what number was on your tag. You had restrictions and limitations to how much you could buy at any particular time. It was mind-numbing. It was expensive because, you know, you got to do the whole adjusted for inflation thing. 17% interest rates, gas lines, all of the, the angst still in the Middle East. We get a long way to go before we get to Carter. And I'm not giving this man a pass. I'm just saying this is one of the reasons I'm screaming about voter turnout. There's time to write this ship, but that time is fleeting. 205-941-1011. Let's get out to the phones and we'll talk to Ken. Hello, Ken. How are you? Okay. How are you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, I, I barely remember, but I do remember $2 gas. Uh, that was minimum wage back then. We hit the beginning Yeah, you're breaking up on me a little bit, Ken. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. I, I think, uh, you know, I remember $2. I, I can't remember what year it was. It was in the 70s. $2 gas, though. But you think what uh, minimum wage was then, and in comparison today, I mean, we could see a $10 gal- a gallon gas. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I was, let me see what year would it's been. I was 16 years old. I was 161, This was in 77. I worked for a department store in Hoover that nobody's going to remember but me called Zare. Z A Y. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? If there's if there's three people in line, we'll open up another red. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll tell you, you what. The one to West, uh, West, uh, West Ed, yeah, West you got a great uh, memory. West. I my my page at the time minimum wage was two dollars and thirty cents, and I thought I was in high cotton. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're hey, out, you're uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. I, the bad thing about you know today, or the good thing is today, is there's options. I think in the uh, early '80s, late '70s, there were no options. You know, there were no jobs at all. 
now people just aren't working. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I remember telling, I was telling TC, you know, how many of these young people out there, they never knew that time when you went out on a Friday night to go cruising or whatever, and you put $2 worth of gas in the car, and that was going to get you through the night? Yeah. I remember 75 cents a gallon. I don't remember cheaper than that. but uh, My my rememberals go all the way back to 56 cents. Wow. What a deal. Yeah, no doubt. Y'all have a good man. You too, Ken. Thanks for the call. I'm not saying that Biden's off the hook because of this. What I'm saying is it's got a there's a lot of ugly left, folks. A lot of it. And what are we gonna do? And, and see, and that's something else too, and I was having this conversation yesterday with T C. And and I'm not a medical professional. I've got him in the family, but I want you to think about this for a second. What is it with the baby formula? And I don't mean the, the, the supply disruptions. We didn't have formula in the 1910s or 20s. Heck, back in the 1800s, you went outside and milked a cow. Yeah, or, or you did the natural thing that moms do, you know? I mean, that, and that went on for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, now, you know. I realize in some cases, some women, you know, maybe they're challenged in that regard. Babies are resistant. I get all that. But now we've got all, we've got as many specialty formulas out there as California has gas emissions policies, and it just kind of makes me wonder. And I'm not I'm not dissing on the issue, but it's just one of these things where we we just kind of we've moved so far away from just self reliance and resiliency, but understanding history as well, and not realizing that as as awful as it feels right now, because I got news for you, folks. The poorest people in America are wealthy by standard in a lot of other nations. But we are definitely careening along that path. And heaven help us if Vladimir Putin has a bad day and does something crazy. I don't have a lot of money in the stock market, but what I do have in the stock market is down about 30%. My cryptocurrencies, again, not a lot, but they're all but non-existent. As Ken pointed out, people not wanting to work. That's one of the cool things about the company I work for, Ox Foundations, is that when they get good quality people on staff, they'll pay to keep them because they want good quality people on staff. And the management there doesn't play around either. So a situation where we're giving you a great job, great benefits, great pay, you're going to show up, you're not going to be here. So there's a standard and a quality there that a lot of other companies simply don't adhere to. Now we're hearing it's Starbucks. I know it doesn't hurt your feelings, but Starbucks are closing up all across the country. Where am I going to get my avocado toast? I know. And that, that you know, banana nut roll that was there since, like, Seven weeks ago, at least, and you could now use it as either a doorstop or a brick. Which also, you know, is something else that kind of makes me wonder: Did America start to fall apart when people discovered froth? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm a black coffee kind of guy, you know. Doing the whole latte thing and the double mocha thing with the, as he points out, the avocado toast thing. I don't know. But in looking at this particular article, I just can't help but realize there are so many people, which is why the whole time I was on the air full-time at Crawford Broadcasting, I was so adamant about history, about paying attention to the past, because these young people don't have any clue 
And folks, and I've said it before, for, the, for those of us that are 40, 45, 50, 70, 80 years old, this is happening on our watch, guys. On our watch. I'm still trying to figure out when the Gen Xers, my generation, are actually going to start stepping into their roles. I mean, we've got a few now but in there. Cruz is in there. But my goodness, it's just uh, where's everybody else from my generation? They're, you know, get your heads out of, out of, out of where they don't need to be. and Into the in, polls? In, 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 into in, the in, polls? In, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the interest of my sanity and taking into consideration the sanity of the listener, <laughs> there probably is one. How long do we have before I need to take a break? About another four or five minutes. So I do have at least half the time I'm going to need. You got four four more minutes, yeah. For Henry. Hello, Henry. <laughs> hey, Michael. Um, you know, you brought up the gas prices and all. Um, I think it was 72 or 73. There was long lines at the pump. It was the Arab oil embargo, right? And the the pumps at that time were 38, 39 cents a gallon. But then we moved into the Carter years, and it became dollars. Yeah. Um, and they had they had to re, redo the pumps to to handle the dollar price of the of the fuel. You know something. Anyway, you know something. Wait a second. Stop right there because you're absolutely right. I had forgotten about that. The old pumps wouldn't calculate above a dollar, and gas stations because you know they all say like you know nine to nine point nine. They were having to put pieces of masking tapes on the pump <laughs> to write the nine on. I completely forgot about that till you called, Henry. Yeah, unbelievable back then. Um, yeah, and I, I still ha- I didn't have a car, but I, I was well aware that our evenings of of uh, hanging out, driving down the road with all the other people and turning around and driving up the other side of the street was hindered by the price going up so fast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 30, 39 cents. Uh, nobody complained hanging around those pumps waiting an hour to get to to fill up your car. Anyway, I want to talk about how bad it's going to get. We are in a recession. Uh, I've lived through enough of them to recognize the one we're in now. Now, we're going to head into a depression, and I'll tell you why. But I got a word that I'm going to call it, it's a repression. We're being repressed, our economy, and we're going from recession to depression. And it has to do with Obama and his hatred or dislike for the manufacturing base. He knew that that base could not survive with high energy costs. And as we move into the Biden or O-Biden era, our manufacturing is going to die, and there's going to be a lot of unemployment. But we will not be able to compete with high energy prices against China or any other country, India, etc., with low costs for labor. But we can't pay somebody $20 an hour while they're paying somebody 50 cents a day. So we're going to have a real problem with our manufacturing base. And it's going to cause a depression in this country, like we haven't seen since the 30s. I hope I'm wrong, Michael. I really do. But I can't see it happening any other way with the price of energy. The price of energy runs in economy today. And we're going to have blackouts, brownouts. And how are you going to be able to handle keeping lights on in a widget factory when the price of energy doesn't even allow you to keep the lights on, right? Uh, you're right. 
It's it's got Atlas Shrugged written all over it. Oh yes, sir. Uh, I, I I am I'm Ron Brand. I mean, and again, reading the history, reading. We, you don't have to be uh, somebody who can guess the future. All you have to do is listen to what happened in the past. And that's why I always like listening to you, Michael, for that. What happened with your uh, for your office? Did I heard that you didn't make it. No, actually, I got put in a district at the last moment that I didn't really have much of a connection to. And although I got some really good endorsements, like from the NRA and other gun rights groups, Bamacary included, the uh, the incumbent who's a law enforcement officer who who fact you know voted against constitutional carry in the state still managed wow. to pull it out but um, he uh, I did a lot of campaigning in Chilton and Bibb County and he, you know he stuck his guns pretty much to Shelby County and he got me pretty good in Shelby and that's what pretty much took me down uh. but you know I kind of came into it late underfunded late because of the districting thing you know somewhat underfunded because of the districting thing. So it became a real uphill battle, but you know, I, I made it at least respectable. You know, I picked up seventeen, eighteen hundred votes, and, uh, and it's a small oh, race. You know, it's a very small race, and so, but you know, yeah, he got me a lot of votes. Yeah, well, he got me by a couple thousand, but uh, you know, I, I'm gonna take it like a man and come back and try again. Michael, don't let it dishearten you, so to speak, because we need people like you. You know how many people used to call up and say, "Why don't you run for office?" Well, they're still out there, and we still want you in a public office. Well, I appreciate that. If, if you're not going to be on the radio every day and talking to us, you know, and I want you in public office. Then I can really call and get on to you. There you go. <laughs> and I'd let right, you, Henry. A, all right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. You too. All right, guys. A real quick break before we come back to the other side. Yeah, old Henry there coming at us with uh, we're being repressed. I guess uh, help. It's the violence inherent in the system. As he channels Monty Python, you're listening to Greg Davis and Priority Talk. This is Michael Hart filling in. Stick around. We're coming right now. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. I just want to talk about my experience with Fox Mortgage. Cordarius Witherspoon is another very happy Fox Mortgage customer. They were able to get us refinanced. We saved about 1.8% on our interest rate, and that saved us thousands of dollars on our monthly mortgage payment. We were able to also do a cash payout on our mortgage with that refinance, and we were able to pay off a lot of debt, so it was great for us. If you're looking to refinance your mortgage, I would highly recommend Fox Mortgage. The people over there at Fox Mortgage, Jody, Dawson, Melody, all of them were persistent in getting the rate that I needed, and they were really helpful. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey, he's the longest-running advertiser with Crawford Broadcasting. Been on the air since 1992, and so whether his clients are looking for their dream home or refinancing, Jim and his team will work to find you the right loan program at the lowest rate. Let them go to work for you. Call them today at 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox, at 205-661-6868. Hi, this is Erwin Lutzer. I'm the author of the book, We Will Not Be Silenced, and you are listening to Priority Talk. Nothing can separate 
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. This is Michael Hart filling in. Yesterday, abortion activists interrupted uh, Pastor Joel Osteen. The service was, of course, yesterday in Houston by taking, uh, they interrupted it, by taking off their clothes and shouting, my body, my choice, my body, my, I can't say it, blank, choice. One activist with a rise up for abortion rights is heard shouting in the church as she took off her dress, leaving her wearing only her skivvies, according to a video posted on social media. You know, ashamedly, I did the same thing in front of Krispy Kreme one time. Did you? When I was trying to lose weight, and or someone told me I needed to lose weight, and yeah. I was just like, this is my body, my choice. I want the cruelers right now. Yeah, I hear you. It's because you're a rebel that way. But this yes, is just I am. another one of those stories that just makes you pause and wonder. And my grandkids are going to go, you did what? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot my grandkids are going to be pondering. Of course, a lot of things that my kids are pondering about me. So much more. But as we as we kind of peel back the onion of what the voter turnout was this time around and what can be anticipated here in a couple of weeks, a few weeks anyway, and the dismal, dismal turnout by people that uh, profess to be Christians and vote along their, their faith-based lines. I don't know what's going to take to compel people to get them to the polls, but it's, it's really, it's, it's kind of weird because one of my favorite things to do in the morning before anybody gets up is to get my Bible out. I read uh, John 1, 2, and 3 yesterday morning and then tore up the latter part of Luke and now I've moved back into Proverbs and I just kind of bounce around a little bit. And Luke in particular having very concerned, particularly in the latter chapters, in talking about the condition of the world and what we would go through. And we, you know, we, we are always hearing locusts and, and earthquakes and tornadoes and floods. Folks, I'm much more concerned about the cultural breakdown in this country. And I just can't help but wonder what the next several years in America are going to look like. And I'll tell you something else, too. There's a lot of folks out there screaming about this uh, supposed uh, this coming retribution in the midterms. Don't be fooled, folks. Don't be fooled. What am I talking about? I'll explain on the other side. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. This is Michael Hart filling in for Greg, who's down in South Alabama working for your rights as an Alabamian, an American, and a Christian. Stick around. We're coming right back. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets, and at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. 
So check them out at Pesty.com. That's P-E-S-T-I-E.com. And protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. This is Michael Hart filling in for Greg. A big thank you to Greg for asking me to pop by today. Thank you to Crawford Broadcasting. Thank you for my employer, the good folks at Ox Foundation Solutions at oxstrong.com for giving me the opportunity to run up here and spend some time with you this afternoon. It just serves their amazing commitment to the community as a whole. So if you've got foundation issues or water issues, oxstrong.com. You can even ask for me if you want to oxstrong.com i want to give you a little bit of a warning and it has to do with propaganda it's not good for the democrats you know this one thing that i definitely learned with my little foray into politics when i ran for the 49th house district here recently you can have all the good intentions in the world. You can have all the supporters in the world. And I'll tell you straight up, okay? Conversation that I had, I'm at Briarfield State Park. I believe it's a state park anyway. Briarfield Ironworks. And my opponent, and I won't mention him because I didn't ask permission to mention him. But you can Google the 49th House District incumbent. He comes over and we're talking because he was there as well. And we're talking a little bit. And he said, you know, Michael... You could go out and knock on 10,000 doors and do all the advertising and everything that you want to do. But at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is who shows up. And he was right. Democrats have historically, when they have been in trouble, will sometimes amp up the trouble that they are in to suppress... Republican voter turnout. If everybody keeps running around screaming, man, the the Republicans are going to just wipe up the floor. Guess how many people don't show up? Ah, we got this. Oh, it's raining. Oh, we can't do it. This, this, This is to make a comparison. One of the complaints that Nick Saban had about Crimson Tide fans a few years ago. Exiting the stadium when it looked like it was all but assured. In the case of Alabama, it was pretty much assured. Saban was sending the message, and I'm an Auburn fan, guys, but I respect the man. But he was sending the message, see it through. Support the team. Support my efforts, support your state, support the SEC, if it was an out-of-conference game. Now, I'm not speaking for him. I'm not saying he said all those things, but that's what he was implying. We have a similar situation here with Democrats. They can go, oh, woe is me, with the hopes of suppressing turnout. 
And one of the things I told my opponent during the election was, you know something? I could be 20 points up on you the day before election day, the day before primary day. There'd be a tornado warning put out that morning and I could lose by 20. I'm not bringing this up as, you know, for individual races. I'm talking about what it is that we say we believe in the state of Alabama. Yeah, I understand the fix is in. God's got this. What difference does it make anyway? Oh, it's already pre-decided. No, folks, none of these things are true. I mean, even in the book of Luke, it's pretty clear where the Lord stood on the evil one in charge of the affairs of men. Hello? Am I wrong about that? Did I not just read that yesterday? If that's true, and we continue to struggle with things, like the church is being closed during COVID while the abortion clinics are open, and the elimination and the prevention of any kind of prayer or observations of any sort in our schools, abortion on demand, the Democrats... Hey, they start screaming out Roe versus Wade. They don't start defending Roe versus Wade. They amp it up. They take it up another notch. Heck, we can abort the day after they're born. Yeah, that's the ticket. So where are we? Where are all those that scream about it? I go to the same political rallies year in and year out, see the same people year in and year out. And they're doing their best. They're knocking on doors. They're screaming it from the highest building top. And you know what? Let me just go out on a limb here and say, it doesn't even matter if the fix is in. It's still your responsibility. And you can't let the other side, you can't let the left keep owning the language. That's yeah. the biggest problem is that they psych the uh, conservative population out by doing what all you just mentioned. Well, not just that. Not the chat, uh, Jason, but in the primaries in Alabama, it's legal to cross-party vote. Oh, jeez. You know, Democrats can come out and they can vote for the person that they want to face in November. Now, I don't think this happened to me because there was nobody running for that office in November. I'm still wondering why it's legal to have a governor who still employs and, and affects a uh, Carolina draw every time she talks. <laughs> yeah. Why is that still legal? I mean, you know, I, I thought that went out with the 1920s. and uh, I don't feel no ways tired. I, I, you know, the one thing that I really have to worry about is when I'm putting on my makeup and I hit somebody while I'm driving along, and they say it's not legal to fart in your car, and I said F-A-R-D, not F-A-R-T. So it's just one of those, uh, you know, I, you look, I, and, and I'm, I'm being absurd to make a point, though. When it comes down to it, we see the same old ball game being played and no one is saying wait a minute if i don't stick with this i'm not going to see any changes that are directly affecting me as a citizen of this state. you know but i think a big part of it is and a lot of folks are afraid of the the unknown transition period there's got to be a period from where you are to where you want to be, and pain resides there. And the first part of pain is the pain of the unknown. 
Yeah, you know, we might we might have to take a step or two back. We might not get as much done. Oh, we better elect, uh, you know, some girl named Katie because, heaven forbid, we don't know that the other alternative is if we put in another senatorial candidate. Oh, we got to vote for this. It's the status quo, but granddaddy always voted that way. Or whatever the case may be. And that, you know, we continue to do the same things, which was Einstein said, doing the same thing over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. Well, here's the thing that kills me. It's just what you said. Pardon me. Think about this for a moment. I hope our listeners are thinking about this. When it comes down to the mere fact that they, that the left is putting out what it's putting, and on a daily basis, we sit there and just take it, and they, we allow them to condition us into thinking that, oh, we, we, we can't go through any pain either. Pain in and of itself is sometimes more transformative than love ever can be to some people because once you get desperate enough as a human being you get up and start to take action and and until you hit that point of desperation unfortunately nowadays so many people are they've got that in their head they've got to be affected deeply enough before they'll lift a finger that's the biggest problem Get up off your tail and do something now before well, why, it gets why, that bad. Why, why doesn't somebody do something? Yeah, we have all this just, problem. Why, why doesn't somebody do something? Well, you are somebody. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I took time away from my family. I, I took time away from my family to run in a race that I knew I had a 10% chance of winning. I never felt any better about it than that. But I tried made the effort and then the sacrifice well you know and somebody said to me well michael nobody's gonna know i'll know yeah you will i'll know you know who else you know who else knew i you know i was praying one night and i said lord i i'm not feeling it i don't know if i'm supposed to be here i think you've called me i don't really know but i'm trying and i want you to know that i'm trying i want you to know that i care enough to be humiliated in the public square I don't know if that buys me any, like, God points. It's not even really relevant, quite frankly. That's just come purely out of my relationship with him. But I care enough to try. I care enough to be humiliated. You know, care enough to ask people that I've known for years that are my best friends to give me 100 bucks here or there to help you get a campaign going. Yeah, it stinks. It's it's kind of embarrassing, the truth be told, because the campaigning part of it, there are politicians out there, they love to campaign. I hated every minute of it, outside of speaking to groups, which I like to do. But the door knocking, the sign placing, the handing out of postcards at the mall. Well, here's the thing that kills me, is that even our Alabama conservatives, voters, all right, they've gotten into the same head space as thinking, like everyone else does, well, you know, if they're on TV and I recognize them and they say they're going to go after Biden, even though they're supposed to be doing work here in the state to do things, solve things here in the state, that's what gets their attention. And you can blather out anything in front of a camera. We've got people running for the Public Service Commission in this state on a platform of I'll fight Biden's socialist agenda. Exactly. I got news for you. Fight Alabama Power's agenda. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, but that sounds good. 
You elect me at the corner of Elmore County, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend your Second Amendment rights, and I'm going to stand up to the, to the liberal elites in Washington. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Exactly. Hi, I'm Joe Elders, and I'm your city dog catcher. And by golly, I'm going to make sure that these dogs that Biden has released into our neighborhood are caught. I mean, it's, you know, hi, folks, I'm Tulane Bowler, and I'm going to do this for you as long as I get to go after Joe Biden. Elect me. You know, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. People in Washington, D.C. that can go after Joe Biden aren't going after Joe Biden. Exactly. And you have people that run on these platforms in the state that what they're running on, they'll never have an opportunity to affect. But it sounds good. Yep, that's what they go and with. I look- it's that glitz and glam as long as they're seen as a celebrity type. And that's the horrible thing, that, that the impression that most people have these days, for over the last 30 or 40 years now, of television making its mark on people's minds. You got people in Montgomery that have been down there 15 years running as a Christian conservative outsider. What does that mean? They're standing outside when they vote? You can't do anything for 15 years and be an outsider. You can't do it for one and be an outsider. Let me kiss your baby as you're walking out the church door this afternoon again. I know I've been doing it for 30 years, but I I mean it this time. (laughs) I mean, really? I mean, it's 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 pretty sad, and you know, and I and I hate to sound like I'm picking on people, but maybe people need to be picked on because you know, and and people ask all the time. I know we got a break here. But people asked me when I was going out and speaking to groups, Michael, why? what compels you to do this? I said, because you know something? I'm 61 years old, other than Alabama since 1967. And year in and year out, year in and year out, even in my media career of interviewing politicians from coroner to, to governors, didn't matter the race. You'd hear the same story, the same solution to the same tired problems for si- almost six decades. We're fighting the same fights we were fighting from the 40s, 50s, and 60s in this state. But you know what? Make some money. Buy yourself a house down on Lake Martin, Lay Lake. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be good. Well, is it? Because you got gas going through the roof. You've got crime going through the roof. You got Now we're having attacks in hospitals all of a sudden. You've got churches that are under attack, and all this is happening because, according to John Merrill, less than 14% of people are going to show up to vote in this upcoming runoff. And some of these offices, like the Secretary of State, matter because that's where election integrity lives. It's, it's basically three things. Confuse, control, and manipulate the baboon troop. And that's what we end up as constituents end up being because we allow ourselves through not educating ourselves and not researching and not being proactive enough to get out there and, and do something about it with the with, with the rights that were given us. Well, we've got by blood. We've got Senate candidates running in this state that are running on a position of fighting Joe Biden's socialist agenda that are supported by groups that supported Joe Biden's socialist agenda. Have fun with that. Last break of the day, you're listening to Priority Talk right here on WXJC. I assume it's time to take a break. I'm just kind of used to being willy-nilly here. Got Jason in there making it all happen. All we need is uh, you at 941-1011. We're going to wrap this thing up. Don't worry, folks. I'll probably never come back here again, never be invited again. 
Greg's probably already told the folks Crawford Broadcasting. I want you back. Don't have that guy back there again. Greg I mean, wants you back, too. Yeah. Who? You know Greg. Oh, yeah. Greg's a good guy. I mean, he really he's an excellent broadcaster. He's become a great friend, and I appreciate everything he does. And you know something else, too, for whatever this is worth, little pandering moment, the man lives up. He walks the walk. He does. He keeps a full plate 24-7 pretty much. I, I've, there have been times i told him, dude, maybe you need to take a day off because you're like he, – he's he's out of the door by 5-something five, five in the morning. I mean, I don't know when he gets home in the evening, but he literally – he's just nonstop. Yeah. You know why? Because he's a young man. Yep. Yeah. Wait till you turn 60 and stuff starts falling off of you every other day. Oh, I know. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and then you start smelling like – K. Ivy's living room. We'll be right back. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage president, Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked, and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So he's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Jim Corey and his staff, they've been helping Crawford Broadcasting listeners with their mortgage needs since 1992. That's integrity and experience, and they're ready to help you with your mortgage needs now as well. Call them from anywhere across Alabama, 205-661-6868, 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage, weather quick as a fox. How's it going? This is Ben Davies from the movie Courageous. You're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis, Birmingham's only daily Christian radio talk show. Hey, welcome back. It's about 52 minutes past the hour. Michael Hart filling in for Greg Davis, who's working hard for you. want to thank Greg for inviting us to come up here today. Had a blast. Appreciate Jason hanging out with us as well. Also want to remind you, if you want to get in touch with me over at the uh, Waterproofing Foundation Company, come out and take a look, do a free estimate on your home. If you have any water foundation issues, feel free to give us a call at uh, 205-690-7272, for Ox Foundation Solutions. Go to oxstrong.com, anywhere in the state of Alabama. You got problems? This is the only folks to talk to. I was going to retire, and then I contacted them and said, look, guys, if y'all don't hire me, I am getting out of the business. And they did because that's the only place that I wanted to work, the only place that you should be. Oxstrong.com for all your foundation and waterproofing 
needs. All right, we got about five or six minutes left. Appreciate all the callers we had today. Appreciate uh, talking to people, you know, like old friend like Henry, who I haven't talked to in a while, and a few of the other ones, Ken that called in, also Michael, and a couple more I can't remember, but I appreciate you guys hanging out with us today and, and uh, giving it a listen. And I, I apologize for the, the rant about getting out there and voting, but really and truly, folks, it's important. It's, it's just absolutely positively important. And if you look at the history of this country, guys, I probably won't say this the right way. The country was a little more hardened to deal with Jimmy Carter. I don't know if I'll say this the right way or not, Jason, so check me. I don't think we can endure gas lines and 17% mortgage rates. Not this 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 generation's too comfy cozy. There's too many apps out there that allow us to order pizza and invest in the stock market, pay our mortgage and have power tools delivered to our front door on a moment's notice. Yeah, half half of the Gen Xers, the most of the millennials and 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 absolutely all Gen Zs if you told them they had to grow a garden, exist on what they could raise, they, they'd die in two weeks. I hate to say that, but it's really, we, we have gotten that conditioned. Yeah, I mean, soft. you know, we really have. And, you know, we're coming off of, uh, you know, the, the tail ends of the Vietnam War and, and, of course, you know, Watergate and, and, and Nixon and whip inflation now with Ford and, you know, all these other things, and the country was just kind of like, Ugh. That's why, you know, Jimmy Carter gave a malaise speech. But Jimmy Carter didn't hit malaise until 17% interest in gas lines. We get upset when the pizza guy is four minutes late. I'm sitting here a moment ago doing show prep, and the Internet stopped working. I'm like, OMG, LOL whatever we have no we have no patience no tolerance for it people keep screaming about the shelves being empty in grocery stores talk to the folks in moscow about empty shelves talk about the people that are still left over from both the baby baby booner generation and the greatest generation who learned how to plant seeds and harvest and can you know, the other day, and, and TC doesn't get off on this nearly as much as I do, I made a loaf of bread. I mean, I literally made the bread myself, and I'm making breakfast, and I have chickens in my backyard, and they put out about a dozen eggs a day, and I had some sausage, which I didn't have anything to do with, but the bread on the table, the toast on the table, the eggs on the table, I had created myself, and I'm just sitting there, I'm just looking at it going, I made that happen. You know, and there's just a sense of accomplishment when you do something like that. But in in the case of, you know, the Carter years, even before, if you didn't do that, you didn't eat. Exactly. Folks, pay attention. Please read history. Please get out and vote. You, I won't be back on these airways before this, this the next election, this runoff comes up. Please do your due diligence. Jason, thank you. Enjoyed it, man. They, they come back anytime. I, I, I can get. I, I can almost. I am at. Greg a, I, I'm out of coffee. I'm... Well, yeah, you're gonna need the coffee and the toilet paper. Yeah. And when you do, we might just lasso you and just throw you in here in front of the microphone. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have time to get it today, so maybe I'll have to come back and get it tomorrow. Because, you know, if only y'all had baby formula up here. Well, you know, uh, we've got places to stash it. You know. 
I've still got keys to the building. You know that, don't you? I didn't hear anything no. all along. I know what. Hey, y'all, <laughs> thanks for sticking around. Greg will be back tomorrow. Got a great, uh, great guest lined up for you. He's going to be hanging out with you all the rest of the week. You've been listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My name is Michael Hart. You can find out more about me at Hart, H-A-R-T, heartofalabama.com. Until we meet again. Wait.